Blog Talk Radio. to the Frontier Beyond Fear live broadcast and podcast. I'm Susan Larison-Dance, and today is Saturday, February 4th, 2023. And I welcome you wherever you are in the world, whether you're listening live or in the future. Um, this program this week, if you are listening live, is still at a special time, and I want to um, let you know that normally I think I will keep my regular time, which is 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Saturdays, but occasionally I may use this backup time, and if you've discovered the show for the first time here, um, I welcome you from my heart, as you may have already discovered, this show is a spontaneous exploration, and it has quite an archive as well of other types of conversations in the past. Um, it's shifted over time. And perhaps part of the answer around that has to do with balance, although the interesting thing, which is the topic of today's program, balance in multiple ways, because balance is a topic that has multiple nuances, which you will see. And I was led to this topic, as usual, just today, um, as I was assisting someone with an event earlier, and it's been an extremely busy week, but I've also been contemplating what is going on in the world as well, because we need to think about balance from that perspective, too. Why didn't I name this program, How Do We Find Balance? How Do We Discover Balance? I almost did. I had several different titles that I was kind of jotting down in the background while I was um, assisting with something, and um, I settled uh, not even how do we seek it, but how can we seek it, which is a gentle approach to this topic. Why? Because I, like all of you, am a work in progress with respect to balance. Sometimes I find it, sometimes I don't. And I feel that in Seeking balance, we start to find the path to discovering it. That's the key. I can't tell you that it's been an easy path because what tends to happen is you're in balance, then you're not in balance. Maybe in some ways you maintain your balance. 
absolutely that is possible, and our spiritual paths can help us. Then in other ways, we find things become imbalanced, um, whether we became too busy and we feel like we're not, you know, balancing things out in our lives the way we would like, um, or in the world where things feel like they can be spiraling out of control. And we're not quite sure how to find the balance that we seek. At that level, it can also have to do with our perspective and how we listen to the perspective of others and where we find those areas of ambiguity. That is not so easy in the world right now because we're not really in a space where discussion is enabled. And where it really would be helpful is not necessarily way out on the frayed edges. If you think of any given topic, it's like a rope and out on the end, you know, maybe it's really frayed and and they're just it's really difficult for for those two ends to meet. But as you move inwards on the rope, it becomes more solid. And it doesn't mean that you can't have an opinion that may be closer to one end or the other. It doesn't always. It's almost impossible to be exactly in the middle of of many topics. But the key is approaching one side of the rope to the other where it's a little more solid and that you can start to see like, oh, 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 I get it. I see see where you're coming from. You know, I'm not really coming from that place, but wow, I don't really know how to solve this because there's ambiguity in that area. That's where we're working for balance in the world, balance in perspectives, balance in celebrating our authenticity, which is also extremely difficult right now because in many cases, there, we're not honoring the authenticity of others, and we're not being in that spiritual path, which if you look at why we're here on the planet, those of you who have a spiritual perspective, although we can also talk a bit about science, um, because I come from that perspective too, on our spiritual paths, really, the path to more peace in our lives and the world is a balanced one and one that recognizes that we are not puppets on a string spiritually. There is no evidence on multiple paths, even some that some might say are out on frayed edges. Well, I guess I can't really speak for for what those might be and how frayed, but many different ways of looking at spirituality tend to acknowledge free choices. Now, how we look at our relationship with the divine can vary significantly, even though embedded within multiple paths is this notion of the divine being love. And how do you define love? And if you want another exploration of that, which I've spent a lot of time on on this program, just go to the last episode because I talked about it again. We can only benefit 
through seeking balance. Finding is a work in progress. In some areas, we may never feel like we've found it to the degree that we would like. Maybe we feel it's impossible. But if we don't start working with some of the ambiguity of perspective and also the really seeking truth, that's very key. Because how are you supposed to to work with anything if you don't actually have the facts? And here is where we can bring science into the mix. Science is the exploration which is continual for truth, for the nature of reality. It really isn't all that different in many ways from spirituality, um, although some would differ with that when they don't acknowledge spirituality. That's fine. But many of us are seeking more um, spiritual um, truths, you know, not necessarily dogma either, but what feels real, what is real, what makes sense, what, what does it mean that the divine is love? How much time have I spent on that question? Many, many hours just on this program alone and much more in my life. Anything can fall out of balance if it gets skewed. If it doesn't have openness to perspectives, then it's skewed. That is not science. That has never been science. Science is the open and honest exploration of truth, of the nature of our reality. And we haven't yet found balance there. We certainly can seek it, and it is our every hope that we will, because why wouldn't we want to know what is actually real and things that aren't influenced by so many things that can influence what is explored in our world? including money. Where is money invested and where isn't it? You know, so many times in the history of science, it's been the lone explorer, and usually there's more than one. And what's so interesting about our shared experience, where we really are connected to one another, is, and some will say, well, it's just because we've reached a certain point in our development. Fine, think of it that way. If you like, I can recognize that perspective. But often more than one person, but not a lot of people, will discover something at the same time. And it's not unusual to need to reject the old view. That's what science is. It's not, this is true, this will always be true, and we're done looking. That's it. That's not anything even resembling science. And it never has resembled science. Um, that's really just dogma. That's something else altogether. And whatever it is, it's not balanced. There can be situations where we discover something that's really very solid and there are a lot of facts to back it up. Well, then maybe we have found a very firm foundation of a stepping stone. But we must always be open to questioning that foundation. That's what honest exploration is when we're exploring the nature of our world. That's what honest exploration is. In our own lives, 
when we're exploring who we are and who we choose to be and how are we going to express ourselves. I think anyone doing a podcast nowadays, if you're trying to come about it in a somewhat balanced way, in such a controversial world where there are just so many controversies over so many things, I mean, it's not as easy as it used to be. Because in the old days, there was more open discussion. Every once in a while on this program, you know, there'd be people who would say things way afield of what I was in alignment with. And that was difficult, I have to tell you. It's one of the reasons why I chose not to do interviews for a while. That may seem contradictory because, and maybe in depth, I said for a while, that's interesting. Maybe I will choose to do them again at some point, but what they will be will likely be different than what they were. Because in the past, I was really just supporting various authors who had new books. Sometimes we were doing some other types of exploration. I mean, it was a mix. I mean, absolutely, there were honest programs where we could really honestly explore. The best kind of a program is when you can honestly ask questions and say, you know what, I don't get that. I don't see that. But that's hard to do when you're supporting someone who just got a new book out, which a lot of shows do. And how we get to that place, and I'm not saying it didn't happen sometimes. Yes, it did. When I felt really comfortable with a guest, yes, absolutely, I could ask honest questions. But it became imbalanced in a way. But it wasn't just imbalanced in that way. Even time-wise, the nature of my life at that time, I just couldn't hold that kind of balance together because this was a free gift from my heart, this program, and it required lots of preparation to do it right. I would read the books. I would sometimes find things in people's books I forgot that they wrote. (laughs) And I'd say, you know, I mean, I would take pages of notes. Did it feel in balance at the time? Well, at that time, It may have actually been somewhat out of balance, really. In fact, honestly, in some ways, logic would have said, you know, I should have been investing my time on something else. You know, I've been a person in my past, certainly, where I spent tremendous numbers of hours on volunteer work. And this program was that as well. And as much as that was a wonderful thing, and I don't regret the things that I learned and how um, others, you know, I felt just wonderful being able to help in a community and also in this broader community. In other ways, my life was out of balance during that time. And this is why I think part of seeking the formula, and there really isn't a magic formula, is being honest with ourselves about our lives. Many years ago, I made the choice when I never really expected to make that choice at the time. I was very ambitious early in my career and yes, I was I had a master's degree from a top computer science institution. I had a math degree and I was doing very well 
in my career. And uh, my very existence in the profession was part of balance because the feminine perspective was really helpful in computer science. And that didn't just come from women. That could come from anyone who had, you know, this is where we can get into the notion of even the divine feminine. But we, there are degrees of perspective in that, and it's a spectrum. And what I was able to do in that profession and others who had um, similar perspectives was provide some real balance in a world where it was all about, you know, a lot of, you know, the, the other perspective would have been just a race to the end, you know, how fast can you make it, how flashy, you know, um, not necessarily how usable, how well documented, how well planned. Because there's this, there can be this feeling of, of of it being a race, and it was a race. I mean, it certainly can be that way, and um, balance was needed. But in my own life, when I had a child, and I thought that you know we had it all set up, I was all signed up. The minute I got pregnant, I signed up for the in-house daycare, which was very rare at the time. It was in a different building, but it was on the campus of where I worked, which was not some, you know, well-known company. It was a relatively small company, but what it did was really important in the technological world. It filled a niche, and the work I was doing was filling a niche, even though I would have said at the time it really wasn't my first choice. Um, because there were a lot of changes. The economy was doing some unusual things when I first started, and the job I was hired for, the whole project disappeared within a couple months, and I was not happy. But somehow I flowed into another um, project that was not really what I would have chosen to do, and it worked out. Um, But with that said, eventually... I came to a decision point, and it was so obvious to me that I needed to be home with my child for a number of reasons, both for my well-being and for his. And nowadays, if we want to look at that perspective, that particular choice is being ripped away from, I don't care, um, whatever, whether... Any parent, sometimes both parents could be at home. Sometimes grandparents can be at home. That particular choice is falling out of balance in the popular vernacular where it's just being driven towards, no, no, we're going to make more daycare, more daycare. And without enabling opportunities for more people to be at home. Now, I know that that's not always easy. See, here's another way that we're out of balance in the sense that depending on, you know, what your situation is, whether you can even do your work at home or be at home or, you know, depending, I realize that's difficult. But wouldn't it be cool if we could find a way, as long as they're subsidizing daycare, to help people who want to be at home with their children, to find more pathways to that? What a difference that would make, because it does make a difference. Later in my career, I had to go back to work because of circumstances in my life, and that had an impact. 
it really did. And then in the major economic downturn that happened in 2008, um, that was drawing to a close. And that turned out to be a positive, although I had a say in that too, because things were out of balance yet again. There were other things that were out of balance in the workplace. Were we mutually expect respecting one another at that time? No. That was not something that was tolerable, nor should it be. Balance comes to us, how we approach it, how we encounter it, how we experience it. It comes to us in many, many ways in our lives, in our communities, in our world, (laughs) in our worlds. Well, we're in multiple worlds. All we can do is seek it. That doesn't mean that there aren't things that we genuinely care about. That doesn't mean that there aren't values that are so very important to us that, you know, they're very important. It doesn't mean that we winnow everything down to some bland and meaningless common common ground that it has to do with perspective and looking for those spaces where there are difficulties and ambiguity. That is also the area of diplomacy and understanding history. I'm very concerned, as are many others, that we could be on some kind of runaway train right now in this world and I'm sure we could name more than one and it's not just in the realm of diplomacy runaway trains are not particularly balanced and you know if you look at how various conflicts have gotten worse and worse and worse and worse if you study that and people should be studying that You don't want it to become a runaway train because in our current world, there may be no coming back from that. There is a cliff at the end of the track and the track ends. And then we all start up again somewhere else or whoever's left, I guess. They do their best to sort out the pieces, but it wouldn't be pretty. None of us want that. And we need to be honest about that. Every issue, whatever it is, we need to really reflect. Are we looking at it in a balanced way? Are we even honest about our own view of it? Do we even see the nuances that maybe we need to see that may help us to adjust a little? That doesn't mean we're going to throw our values out the window. We're going to find our values more meaningfully, more deeply, more truthfully, and we'll find that others will meet us in that space who came from a different perspective. And what do you know? We did find this elusive thing called common ground. Maybe we found it in just a little place, but it's a beginning because if we don't seek that, the tracks 
are running off the cliff, and there's more than one. We need to seek balance. In our spiritual lives, that can fall out of balance. We have this notion of grounding. And I've spoken before of experiences I've had in my life, which can be so very powerful. And I don't regret these experiences. Now that I better understand the perfect storm that led to them, which was not obvious, but there are a lot of reasons why. Um, And it was a passageway for me. And that was it. I became more spiritual in the process, but during the midst of really some powerful things that I needed to go through, um, arising originally after an encounter with my own mortality, that's what started it, but there were other things going on too. And I needed that time despite the difficulties they posed because I certainly wouldn't be here now without it. My whole life balances out because of that, because that happened many years ago. But with that said, we would want to seek those of us who venture or find ourselves for with with whatever reason it can happen, it can come as a side effect of some things, which I do think um, influenced me at the time. One thing can lead to another. It can There are just many different physical things that can lead to imbalances for us. Eventually, we look at that honestly and we seek grounding. Grounding can help us. We're not going to get anywhere, really, if we're not interested in being connected to the world. You have to come back. You can't just go flying out into the spiritual spaces. This is why... I often say that any kind of um, anything you take to facilitate such an experience, and you know that seems to be coming back from the '60s, like it's just rising up again. That can wildly throw people out of balance, and people don't realize they're playing with fire. The live show only has a few minutes left because this is a relatively brief program. And I do want to thank those of you who were listening today live. You can learn more about this show on the website FrontierBeyondFear.com. That's the main site for the program. As usual, I will continue into the archive a little while. I want to thank Blog Talk Radio once again for highlighting this long-term program live. Um, That is always most appreciated on the front page and um, also in live spirituality. I appreciate that as well because I hope that this perspective is helpful for you. Um, That said, I am going to continue into the podcast. Something that I often do on this program is I read some poetry or different readings that have spontaneously and synchronistically come to me in the past week. 
So I will be doing that in the second part of this show. Part of the reason for that, in terms of balance, I'll even relate it to the topic, is realizing that we are fully capable of approaching what we may think is just too difficult. You know, our our common feeling is that's just too difficult to approach that. I can't read, you know, some some more um, academically oriented poem or reading. You know, why would, I don't think I could understand that, we tend to think. Well, you would be surprised. You can understand more than you realize. These are voices from the past. Do I seek more balance in the voices? Well, I have a particular sense, since for me, I'm opening books, I do aim to bring some balance, but I also have particular books here that I open to look for different things. It's just what I have available. Also, with modern poetry, more modern voices, I really can't state the full poems on the air because I don't. I only state things where, um, you know, I can say the whole poem without getting permission of some kind because they're very old. So thank you, live listeners. I hope a few of you have discovered this program anew, and I'll be back live next week at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. That's the normal time for this program, but I will visit this time occasionally because I'm a couple hours later today broadcasting the live program. So I'm going to venture into a poem that I discovered earlier in the week. We're going to return to Robert Frost. Robert, Robert Frost lived between 1874 and 1963. And the poem that is quite synchronistic because it happens to apply to my current situation where I live because I have a tree at my window, and that is the name of the poem, Tree at My Window, by Robert Frost. Tree at my window, window tree. My sash is lowered when night comes on, but let there never be curtain drawn between you and me. Vague dream head lifted out of the ground, and thing next most diffuse to cloud. Not all your light tongues talking aloud could be profound. But tree, I have seen you taken and tossed, and if you have seen me when I slept, You have seen me when I was taken and swept and all but lost. Day, she put our heads together. Fate had her imagination about her. Your head so much concerned with outer, mine with inner weather. That's That's a beautiful poem helping us to think about inner peace and how we toss and turn in the night and 
stress about things. We all do this. None of us is perfect. Well, maybe some of you are more perfect than I am. But you know, on the topic of balance over time, there is balance reflected even in the fact that he's talking about a tree at his window and noticing the trees at our windows. I was noticing earlier while I was helping with this online event, there was a squirrel in the tree. I've been seeing more squirrels lately, and it was eating something. I thought, what is it eating? And after it had left the spot, it had been eating the bark of the tree. Well, if it too many squirrels were eating the bark of that tree, it would be so out of balance it wouldn't stay alive. But somehow, I didn't even know that the, tree, that the squirrels were eating bark off the trees. Physically, we can fall out of balance. I didn't talk about that in the main show, but certainly we can. And there again, it's about seeking. Will we do it perfectly? Nobody does it perfectly. And what is perfectly in that domain? I'm not a nutritional advisor, but balance may not be quite what we think it is in that area. Sometimes balance may mean that, yeah, you know, we we had that dessert or whatever. In fact, often that's what people say. If you're too austere in that area, in fact, too austere in any area, you've fallen out of balance. Sometimes our lives are such at a a certain point in our lives where some things just aren't going to be in our lives anymore because we're getting older or we're in certain circumstances and that's the way it is. So then you do the best to balance things out within the current world in which you find yourself. Balance is a dynamic thing. It's based on circumstance. We can feel our boat is rocked, our tree is tossed to to and fro by the wind. That happens, especially now in these times. I know, I say from my heart, I know that these times are not easy for many of you listening. I am well aware of that. And although it may feel like smooth sailing for some who don't feel the impacts of this economy and how much prices are going up, and in some sectors, particularly the tech sector right now, but also many places, jobs are, are people are being laid off and more people are having to take on additional jobs. Thankfully, there are jobs available in those sectors where people can work two or three jobs, but how are their lives in balance right now when that is occurring? You have to look below the surface level. You've got to look for what is true. And you've got to look at it free from any, um, any bias or perspective. This is not a – we do that far too often. And we certainly do it with science as well. We pretty much do it with everything right now. What good is anything if it's not real? And people know what's real because they're living it. And it, it really is very hurtful when, you're, when you can see just how impactful these high prices are all around. And, you know, there's like no acknowledgement of that whatsoever. That is not a balanced way of going about it. That is a skewed way. And we need honesty in many places because there is skewing 
on all sides of the frayed rope, let's just say, there can be skewing in many ways. We need to find the solid rope, the solid part of the rope that is based on a firm foundation and on lived experience and acknowledges hardship. There's nothing worse than not to be acknowledged when people, when a large number of people are going through a challenging experience and doing their best to just make ends meet. To not be acknowledged is not compassionate. And I find that very tragic because we're being so pushed right now to um, paint rosy pictures about just about everything, no matter where you're at. That doesn't help us if it's not a real picture, a nuanced picture, a picture that includes the ambiguities. That's where we find the middle place. That's where we find perspective. That's where we meet one another on the bridge. Far too often in our world today, we're not allowed to say, when we made a mistake, have we not all made mistakes or had things that we were wrong about that maybe we didn't have full information at the time and we were wrong and more information comes to light or we just make mistakes? When we're in a place where our world expects, expects us never to admit that we made a mistake or never to admit that our perspective shifted because we had more information to work with, which should be all of our perspectives, looking for that additional information. If we're in a place like that, then we're not in a real world. We're living in a fantasy world. A fantasy world does not accomplish anything. Some will say that those of us in the spiritual world are living in a fantasy world. If you're a materialist, which is often mistaken for science. It's a school of science which focuses only on the material and is not interested in exploring the possibility that there is more than the material. It can look like spiritual people are living in a fantasy world. And the irony of all ironies is I think materialists are living in a fantasy world and not the real world because many of us have seen concrete Evidence, not just vaporous evidence. I'm speaking like the poet from, you know, 100 years ago or 200 or more, who knows. Not just things that, um, when you see the evidence, synchronicities, for example, can be so incredibly detailed. They can fall out of balance if you get too caught up in it. That's part of what happens when people become ungrounded. However, when viewed objectively, they are so statistically improbable. And when you start to look at some of that, and there are other things that people are studying that truthfully we could do honest studies of, but and some people are, but there's not enough of that going on because we're not really interested in exploring those truths. We've already closed the door. The materialists have slammed the door shut. They don't want to look at um, like what's going on with healing. 
You know, even those studies that used to be done about the power of prayer, they don't want to hear about that. That doesn't fit. That doesn't fit with the strictly very boxed-in material way of thinking about things. Well, look, if it's true, it's true. And that means there's no interest in exploring what may be true. If we could live in an open and honest, authentic world, we would be so much freer to talk with one another, to value one another. Not only that, those frayed edges would start tying together a bit. You know, people would move in from the end of the rope that, that you know, Sometimes things are viewed as the end of the rope and they're actually more towards the middle. That's the other thing. When you don't talk about truth, that can happen. We could heal more. We could come together more. We wouldn't all be the same. We would value one another, but we would respect and care about one another with different perspectives. That doesn't mean you just throw your values in the garbage. doesn't mean that um you know of course not in fact it would be have it would have everything to do with our values those of us who want to be empathic those of us who care about unconditional love those of us who want to find truth and together explore and different ways of looking at it and, you know, does that make sense? Oh, I never even thought of that. I understand now why you think that way. Or maybe some way out, you know, there's some something that's just, um, you know, way outside the bounds. How do we help? Not You can't change things by just forcing people into the fence. You have to work with one another. And sure, there are going to be some situations where you can't. But you would be surprised there could be more. This forum here is not the place, really. I wish it could be, but we don't really have the forum. It's not quite here yet. I've seen forums. I've experienced things like that. Years ago, before I was on this program, I was involved with the Oprah Spiritual Forum. And, you know, people may say, well, Oprah's in a certain space. They'll have different opinions there, perhaps, especially if you're not... Um, you know, at that time, for example, perfect example, there was a second forum on Tolle's A New Earth, and that was very much wrapped up in the time that I was involved with this. And there was a webcast going on. I questioned things in that book, and I honestly questioned them, because I think our personal experiences are what it's all about. Yes, you can find inner peace and you can find this greater consciousness, but there was this talk of how our stories, our personal stories don't matter and that's just ego. No, I don't believe that. I think we are here. It's the very reason we're here as special, beloved, created beings creating our own path here on this earth. That's what influences my perspective in terms of authenticity of paths and how they're never going to all be the same because that's not the nature of the divine are all the planets the same is is the galaxy uniform no are we the same look at the diversity of just the wildlife on this planet is it all the same we couldn't even imagine that much diversity 
how colorful it is, how inventive, how how amazing. And that's just in one small place, one little tiny corner. And yet there is no tiny corner. And that's the point of the broader perspective that we are connected to the omnipresent divine and yet we are ourselves having this experience where we can only glimpse what that is we will never be lost in the ocean the drops are where it's at the drops make up the ocean we're creating more drops every day and the drops don't look the same you know how snowflakes i used to when I was a child, I was fascinated by this, that no snowflake is the same as any other. And it's like that's almost that boggles the mind. But that's creation. That is being an aspect of the omnipresent divine living in this time a human life on a very, very um, temperamental planet. Let's just put it that way in multiple ways. We chose a pretty challenging time to be here, but we've been here before in different ways. As we are now is who we are. Can you love this person that you are? Can you feel just how special you are? There is nothing in the entire multiverse like you. Even if we acknowledge the existence of additional timelines, every possibility existing, the possibility you are living right now is unique. You are a unique, beloved being. And you are inseparable from the omnipresent, divine. I had another somewhat more obscure passage I came upon last week. Let's see. I'm not sure if I'm even going to read it. This, I've in both of these, I wasn't looking for material for the show. Sometimes before the show, I'll do this, and I'm not really looking most of the times. So I just open the book. Let's see if this is going to end up being relevant, because it's this one is, is going to be a bit more challenging to take in. I'll go ahead and read it, just for the nature of poetry itself, because I turned to it and I read it, and it has some things that you may see in it that even I don't see, but I see some things too. This one is by, and I turned to this randomly in a very large book earlier in the week. I have never turned to this poem before in my knowledge, although I think I have turned to this author before. It's by Matthew Arnold, who lived 1822 to 1888, and the poem is very long, and I turned to a particular part. It's called Empedocles on on Etna, a dramatic poem, it says. I hope I, yes, Empedocles on Etna. And the part I turned, turned to goes as follows, and it actually has to do with the universe. And you, ye stars, who slowly begin to marshal, as of old, in the fields of heaven, your distant melancholy lines, have you too survived yourselves? Are you too what I fear to become? 
You too once lived. You too moved joyfully among August companions, August companions in an older world, peopled by gods in a mightier order, the radiant, rejoicing, intelligent sons of heaven. But now ye kindle your lonely, cold, shining lights, unwilling lingerers in the heavenly wilderness for a younger, ignoble world, and renew by necessity night after night your courses in echoing, unneared silence above a race you know not uncaring and undelighted without friend and without home, weary like us, though not weary with our weariness. I'm going to stop there. This is a very long poem. But as I started to read it, I actually saw even more meaning in it, and some of it I saw originally. I love the part, have you too survived yourselves? That's really interesting because part of that has to do with aging, but I also see another aspect of it that has to do with the world. Are we going to survive ourselves as a society? Because right now we're heading on a track right off a cliff. And this is a rather melancholy poem, to use a word from it, but it has to do with deep reflection. And a synchronistic aspect of it is many years ago when I was very young, I actually wrote a poem having to do with stars and nuclear war and how they were just watching us because I grew up in the Cold War and I thought we could go out like a flash. And, you know, I hate to tell you, back then we were much more conscious of that. And I'm not so sure that was good or not good, but it did make you a little more aware because now there's such a cavalierness about this prospect of nuclear war um, we're not taking it seriously enough, and we're going to need a real miracle if, if things start getting away from us on a runaway train. We can't afford to be on a runaway train. Are there miracles that can happen? Yes. Have they happened in other times in the world? Well, not always. Sometimes really bad things happen in the world. And if this is to be the end of us, I guess it's the end. But we would have made some really poor choices to get there. And we wouldn't have learned a thing from history as to how one thing leads to another and how things get worse and worse. And the thing about that is at some point you have to find the bridge. You don't have a choice. I mean, I suppose, you know, in this current world, it's too severe unless we have some kind of assistance. Does that mean there aren't some really bad things going on? Yeah, there's some bad things going on. But where do we find the balance to meaningfully find our way out of this terribly dangerous time and denying it and pretending is not going to help? So many things about our world right now that are in trouble have to do with denying or um, massaging truth for egotistical aims or for things that are not really helpful. Usually it's about fear. Anything, I mean, this is a show about fear, and people are afraid of losing their position or, you know, hey, that, you know, they're afraid of the other guy. Oh, no, you know, there's a lot of that going on. 
both on, on multiple sides being afraid. And I'm not saying that fear isn't a real thing. Clear, clearly, I have concerns about where the world is heading. I mean, this child I stayed home um, with, and I so appreciate that. It's going to grow up in this world. I mean, or grow old, I hope, in this world and have that opportunity. Like they used to say, Sting had the song years ago about hoping the Russians love their children too. That's a song about balance because you can't just drive the world off a cliff. Nobody can unless you want it to end. I mean, really, really, that's what you want. I don't think so. We're here for a reason. We have something to do here. And it would be really nice to continue to do it. Although how we're going about it, including the ways that technology is being misused and how it could be used in much more beneficial ways, and how we're going about it in greedy, power-hungry, controlling, you name it, ways that are not balanced and not helpful and not the way that honors other people, honors mutual respect, That doesn't mean we all live the same lives. We're never going to live the same lives. We're each different. But we can celebrate one another. We took a wrong turn a long time ago, as far as I can see. And we never really knew where it would take us. And here we are, the end of the track. It's coming closer. Or is it? What will we do? What can we do? What can we seek in hopes of doing? That's where we need to look for balance. I am going to draw today's show to a close now in the podcast. I happened to discover some other ways of syndicating, which it's taken me a while to get to this. We are, this program is on a few syndicates out there like iHeartRadio and um, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Those are the main ones. Um, And of course, it's originating place, which I'm thankful for and the way that it is supported while live. I so appreciate that. Blog Talk Radio, where I've been for many years now. But I'll find more ways to get it out. I'm finding that balance slowly, because it involves balance in my life as well. This still is an act of a volunteer. And I've learned that that has to be balanced too. But, you know, I will raise one more issue. In terms of how we're living our lives, what if you were to discover how much happier you could be if life was simple? Living in a simpler way, not needing so many things, not needing the next big house or whatever, the next big car, the next big anything. Simplifying. That could change things, too, and being happy. Far too often, and I was thinking about this earlier, I will mention this. We live our lives, and I can think of so many examples. We work, and we work, and we work, and we work. Circumstance changed my life, so um, it wasn't what I might have expected in terms of where my ambitions might have taken me. 
But then at the end, after working and working for as many years as possible, I mean, just abandoning many, many dreams in the process. I mean, you could be fortunate if your work is aligned with your dreams, and maybe it is to some degree, but there is a lot that gets sacrificed in the process. Then at the very end of your life, if you haven't totally worn yourself out and it doesn't end early because of that, um, you know, then you get to experience some peaceful time. I mean, that too can be very out of balance. And we're not even taught how to balance things out and live a different way. And my way, unfortunately, came in ways that I didn't choose as well. And so, and that I'm sure many of you could speak to, but over time, it's evening out. It's evening out, but it's still very simple. We all have things that happen in life that are unexpected. We all make choices that maybe weren't the best, but who were we during those days? What were we dealing with? You make choices in the time that you are living, and all you can do, Don Miguel Ruiz says this, one of the teachers that I followed early on on my spiritual path, a very grounded, simple teacher. Do your best. Do your best in the moment that that best changes in any given moment. Today, I didn't know what kind of show this would be. I have had a really busy last couple of days. Not all week, but the last few days have been busy, and today was busy. Even so, I'm here, and I I have the energy, and it's working the way that it works when it does, spontaneous and flowing. That's how this show is now. So... Now I really will close the show. And so next week, I do expect to be here again at my normal time, though occasionally I may dabble in this time space a couple hours later when I can't be on the air at my normal time because I actually kind of like both spaces. But normally this program is at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Blog Talk Radio and I will update FrontierBeyondFear.com when I get a chance soon. So the recent programs are there. And I expect to be here next week unless something comes up. I love, but chances are, yes, I will be here. So take care, everyone. I hope you, too, will reflect on all the different ways that you can seek more balance, what you may not be see- seeing right now because when you seek you start to see things that maybe you didn't see before or in quite the same way seeking is important in these times because it leads us to what we can do once we discover things that we didn't know before take care see you next time Thank you.